Welcome to The World in 10, where we bring you the best of the Times coverage every day, straight from our correspondents. I'm Eleanor Shearwood. And I'm Lou Newton. We'll be talking about free speech and an unexpected bit of sports sponsorship news. But we'll start with a story that's been dominating headlines for the past couple of days. Early on Saturday morning, terrorists attacked Israel in a way that shocked the world, and it triggered Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to declare war. Militant group Hamas had launched thousands of rockets into southern and central Israel, and heavily armed fighters stormed the border, killing what's now hundreds of people and taking Israeli citizens hostage. This is something unprecedented. I mean, put it into context, it's the largest number of Jews killed in a single day since the end of the Holocaust. We've never had anything like this. That was the international spokesperson for the Israeli Defence Force, Lieutenant Colonel Richard Hecht, and we'll come back to him a bit later. Now, to get an idea of what the situation's like on the ground, we've had a call from the Times' correspondent, Richard Spencer. He's in Israel. He's near the border with Gaza. His signal's a little bit patchy, as I'm sure you can imagine, but Richard told us what he's seen and heard. They're the sort of, uh, well, you know, they hate to use the cliche, uneasy calm, but uh, that's how I would describe it. There's not a lot of life on the roads. People have been told to stay indoors where they possibly can. People I've spoken to are just shocked about what's happened. I mean, they're shocked as everybody else is. Uh, The closer you get to the border, um, more and more personal tales. Uh, I'm actually in a flat of a family in the town of Netivot at the moment, which is just to the east of the border, and they were showing me videos of a Hamas guy being uh, arrested outside their flat yesterday. They've got videos of him sort of on the ground in the, in the dirt and then being hauled into a police car and driven away. Sort of just further south of here is where you start having these quite isolated settlements, kibbutzes, which Hamas was able to storm. And of course, those are where you're hearing these terrible stories coming out at the moment. Richard also explained to us that the attacks caught the Israeli people and the authorities completely off guard, and he said that there's two reasons for that. The internal reason is that Israel has been transfixed by a political crisis in the last year, stemming from this inconclusive election which forced Netanyahu to go into coalition with some far-right groups whose main concern is banding settlements in the West Bank, which these far-right groups ultimately want to annex to Israel. And there's no doubt that the Israeli army's focus has been entirely on the West Bank, thinking that the Gaza was secure. And the second reason is that Hamas managed to keep it incredibly secret. This particular attack must have been months, if not years, in preparation. And Hamas have been indicating that they weren't looking for a fight, but they were COVID virtually planning to carry out this immense operation which involved blowing up the security fence in in many different areas, hacking into the military system so that uh, alarms couldn't be sent, which was why so many settlements were left unprotected for hours. With the complex situation on the ground, it's really difficult to know just how many people Hamas have kidnapped. But one person we know has been is Yaffa Adar. She's 85 and was taken on a golf buggy. It was actually filmed and the clip of it's been viewed thousands of times. Now, Yaffa's granddaughter, Adva, has spoken to Times Radio. She says her grandmother lives alone and was taken from her home. 
there's no witness. Everyone else in the kibbutz was trying to keep themselves also safe because there, there was a horrible things happened there. Houses was uh, burned to ash when uh, our people was sitting there. Children and babies and elders was uh, kidnapped. I have a grandfather that got really hurt. He's now hospitalized. I have a cousin that went to protect his family and uh, never came back. We don't know anything about him. And uh, so many other families that are, are broken and uh, traumatized and hurt. And there's no sign of tensions or the exchange of fire easing anytime soon. Earlier, you'll remember we heard from Lieutenant Colonel Richard Hecht. He's from the IDF in Israel. Now, he's urging Palestinian civilians to leave the occupied territory, as he says Israel will continue to intensify its response. We have feelings towards the people in Gaza. Hamas have taken these innocent people basically captive. And again, they are entrenching themselves within the civilian population. Uh, their command centers, their weapon stashes, we will attack only military targets. But yes, some of these military targets are within the civilians. What we will say to them is leave your building, go north, go south, go to another neighborhood, because we will be severely responding to this, severely. The Times website will, of course, be across all of the latest developments. And if you want more from On the Ground, our sister podcast, Stories of Our Times, is releasing an episode tomorrow morning with our correspondent in Jerusalem. Well, I've just quickly bobbed down to the 11th floor, which is the heartbeat of The Times. And I'm joined by Mike Smith. He's the foreign editor. Um, We know you're doing all the coverage of Israel, but what else have you got coming up for us on the app? Germany's ruling coalition has been dealt a blow uh, in the country's midterm elections. Uh, Voters in two big states have given a huge uh, surge in support to the right, uh, notably the AFD, amidst growing concern about the scale of illegal immigration in Germany. And in France, a couple who gave away for €150 a mask they thought was fairly worthless have discovered to their horror that it's actually worth more than €4 million. They're going to court to now try and get a fair price. We're talking now about a long-running debate and it's about whether to allow free speech, even when it might mean offending someone or worse. Now, this has been affecting uni campuses in particular, both here in the UK and in the US as well. Yeah, and we're talking about it today because we've been hearing from the chief of free speech at the UK's higher education regulator. It's a new role. And Professor Arif Ahmed says he's politically neutral. But stifling of free speech is a real cause for concern, he says. And he says people should be able to say whatever they want to as long as it's legal. So this all comes after cases of no platforming, which is basically banning controversial speakers from events. There have also been quite a few demonstrations, like one at the Oxford Union over a gender-critical academic speaking there. There were loads of protesters and they were all saying they didn't want her to express anti-trans views. She refused to go on, though, until there was more security. And I mean, that's just one example, isn't it? Yeah, and this Professor Ahmed actually reckons being offended is educational. He says that satire and jokes can be as important as conventional teaching and that people need to have their views challenged. He's introducing a system where people at universities in the UK will be able to complain if they think their right to free speech isn't being respected. And we've been hearing from Baroness Claire Fox. She's the director of the Academy of Ideas, which is a free speech think tank, and she agrees. 
when people say, I've never noticed this is really exaggerated, it usually means that they have opinions that are actually quite conformist and don't cause any difficulty in an era in which we know that there are certain viewpoints that are considered beyond the pale. I'm not talking now about anything far out at all. What you have then is an atmosphere in which students feel that they can't say the wrong thing or they will be ostracised, treated as though they're, they're um, bigots. All opinions that are lawful should be expressed and argued through in a university. The one place in the world they should be free to express them is in a university. Oh, I'm excited to tell you about this one. Okay, Okay, so what do 50 Cent and Ryan Reynolds have in common? It's not a joke. I was going to say this feels like a really strange joke. Um, They both have big houses. I mean, probably, but that's not the one I was looking for. Um, They're both involved in Welsh sporting teams. Okay, you're going to need to explain this because I know Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney bought Wrexham. That felt very random. 50 Cent, has he jumped on the bandwagon and bought Cardiff, maybe? No, not quite. No, in fact, miles away. The world-famous rapper now sponsors a Welsh football team. Is it one in Swansea? Nope. He's sponsored some kits worn by AFC Rumney's under-14 girls team. (laughs) Amazing, isn't it? I know. And now they have G-Unit printed on the back of their away kit, which is the name of his hip-hop group from the early 2000s. Don't know if you knew that. That is incredible. I mean, how did that even happen? Okay, well... One of the players' dads worked on tour with him and apparently the other parents were pushing him and pushing him to ask 50 for some sponsorship funding. And then voila, he did. And Wales now have their very own mini G unit of aspiring footballers. Well, I mean, I guess if you don't ask, you don't get. So I'm going to ask whether we can finish today's episode here. Yep, think so. Got things to do, places to go. We'll be back tomorrow. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.